Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, my friend. It's 10-minute Tuesday time again. Now, this idea of being invited into your eardrums each week to talk about particularly vulnerable subjects is not lost on me. It's a, it's a big deal, and I get that. I appreciate that, but I think it's important, and I know that you think that I think it's important because that's why we talk about it all the time. Often these subjects are not talked about, which means they remain in the dark, which means they fester and become powerful inhibitors for all kinds of joy in life. And, and that's, uh, that's the disappointment. That's, that's the challenge. Uh, in, in turn, if we talk about them, turn all the lights on, uh, you get to see clearly what's happening. And if you can see clearly what's happening, you can deconstruct these, uh, these strategies and understand them fully. And if you can understand and deconstruct them, well, then you can replace them. And if you can replace them, you can improve them. And if you can improve them, then you get what you want. That's the power we have as human beings, to genuinely improve the quality of our life for good. Extraordinary amounts of power, but it all comes through clarity, the ability to see clearly what is actually happening in our world. So that's the intention of these 10 Minute Tuesdays, to turn the lights on, have an honest conversation about a vulnerable subject. There is nothing more vulnerable than insecurity. It is, it is the most vulnerable thing. So I appreciate that, and I acknowledge you for the courage to have these conversations. So today, talking about embarrassment. The definition of embarrassment is feelings of self-consciousness, Shame and awkwardness, something we all experience. Uh, the research suggests, uh, research I was reading uh, about why we feel embarrassment is it's kind of like a feedback loop uh, from internal societal feedback that we've done something wrong and perhaps we could have done it better and we need to have a good hard look at ourselves and improve that for the future. Um, which is all good and well if that's actually what happened, if it remained that clean, but often it gets clouded with a bunch of judgment, becomes deeply personal and can become catastrophic. Embarrassment has the power to, to ruin life. I'm, I'm convinced it's one of the most powerful human responses, one of the most negative human responses. I'm sure that you could think about times in life where you've been embarrassed. And just like it was yesterday, you could go back there and relive that memory, but also the emotion associated with that. Such is the power that happened internally around moments of embarrassment in life. So I think if you can understand what's actually happening underneath the surface of embarrassment, that gives you the power to, uh, to nip embarrassment in the bud and allow it to be some constructive feedback to go, okay, cool, I could have improved that without it becoming deeply personal. Uh, often, on the other hand, embarrassment gets linked it's a very powerful chemistry. That chemistry becomes an anchor that remains with us for years, if not for our whole life. I uh, had, you know, school holidays, I think they're almost over. It's, it's been a long six weeks, made longer by the drought and the heat and the fires and the smoke, which uh, I'm not complaining. It's just been a, a tough season for so many in Australia this year, if not other parts of the world. Anyway, we're nearly there. But uh, two particularly painful moments in the school holidays involved my kids being embarrassed. And what escalated from their embarrassment was extraordinary. Um, so much so that the chemical response that their bodies produced created 
them to be completely out of control, that I was not having a conversation with two lovely children. Uh, it was animalistic behavior. That's the only way it can be described. And the conversations with my kids preceding that is go, to go, well, listen, that's all good and well that this happened to you and you felt out of control and you were embarrassed, but can you see the potential for embarrassment to cause you to do things that hurt yourself and others, perhaps in an irreparable way? And that's, that's the power of this. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's an important subject, embarrassment. Um, I had a conversation with someone recently and they, uh, you know, it was such a funny conversation because I probably heard it four times. And it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it was, I was talking to Daryl and, and uh, he thought I said cheese, but I actually said sneeze. <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing. Yeah, but I said, I said cheese. He, th he thought I said sneeze. Yeah, but, but I said cheese. Yeah. And it's like everyone's going, okay, who really cares? But obviously for this person in their mind, they've been embarrassed by that, that someone misunderstood them and it's played on them and escalated and created a whole bunch of internal responses that they can't shake. So the, the big problem with uh, embarrassment is that it gets linked to insecurity. That's the problem. So with sense-making creatures, I'm sure you've heard me say this a thousand times before, that in every experience we have in life, we are asking and answering two questions. Why did that happen and what does it mean about me? So the thing about embarrassment is often when things go badly, we do something that is a mistake and the internal response to that is deeply personal and deeply derogatory when you get embarrassed and that... Because uh, the, the thing about embarrassment, if you deconstruct it, is that you feel exposed. Something's just happened and now the world can see your inadequacy, which is... Like that is a profound experience of pain and, and uncertainty and you have to do everything to cover up. So the response to why this happened and what does it mean about me is, is often really shocking, really derogatory, really negative. So much so that other people find it very strange to understand how you have could escalate so badly in your mind. The reason it escalates is because of the insecurity piece, because you feel exposed. So without being aware of the connection between embarrassment and insecurity then it will be triggered all the time and create profound profound moments that that impact you i've known people who've created agreements and vows in their life out of moments of embarrassment they've tried something it hasn't worked well they felt exposed the world is looking at them they're no good it's created such a strong chemical response the feelings of being sick the adrenaline the blotchy the sweat like just off the scale uh, um, profound chemical response so much so that in those moments they've made vows to themselves well, I will never ever 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 in the history of the world do that again and they haven't a little things become a big thing because embarrassment got linked to insecurity and insecurity created a chemical response and they weren't aware of it and now it's out of control it's big stuff so important to connect the dots important to understand the need to deal with insecurity, which is why you've come here, right? That's the whole point. You're on this podcast. It's the whole point you're following the insecurity project because you believe, like I do, that this stuff can be solved. You don't have to just deal with it. It's not just this universal thing, oh, yeah, we all have insecurity. You just kind of got to cope with it. Rubbish. It's just like any other problem. All it needs is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. This can be solved. It is possible to live unhindered by doubt, fear, and insecurity. It is possible to show up to life not as a perfect person but as a secure person. And when things go wrong, 
you are able to receive it as feedback. Oh, look at that. That's interesting. I could improve that. Um, I don't want to do that again. What can I learn? Without it becoming deeply personal and you saying derogatory, horrible, terrible things about yourself just because you knocked over um, some tins at the grocery store or, or you actually had accidentally had your fly undone uh, in a meeting or you, you said something that you didn't mean to say because you were talking too fast or it came out wrong. And the reflection, the things you say back yourself about those moments are things that you would never say to another human being or because embarrassment gets linked to insecurity. So you know, you know the drill. There are seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity. It's how anyone has solved it throughout time. There's no shortcut. There's some hard work to be done, but it's beautiful work and good work. So for those of you who haven't been on my website in a while, I've updated the quality of the diagnostic test. Some of you may never have seen it. There's a test you can take on my website which shows you, I think really accurately, where insecurity is costing you the most, which is cool, right, because often we're unaware. So we're like, yeah, I'm just getting embarrassed. I don't know. I'm just embarrassed. But if you can actually realise that insecurity when linked to embarrassment, could cost you your whole life, could cause you to recoil and retract from life, could cause you to put barriers and guardedness around your heart so that you never expose yourself again, which is what happens. That's going to cost you everything. Take the test, find out where insecurity is costing you against five key indicators, your health, your finances, uh, your work slash business, your relationships and your sense of health and well-being, happiness and well-being, sorry. When you, when you take the test, you'll get a score. Um, no need to be embarrassed about the score. It's okay. Then go and download the seven essential practices. Once you've seen what the problem is, go work out how to solve this. Practice five is to get help. Practice five of seven is to get help from someone who doesn't care about you. So the thing with insecurity is we actually do need help to solve it. Part of the intention of the insecurity project is to do that help really well. I'm not the only one doing good work in, the, in this space, obviously. The point is we're all going to need help. So take the test, see where it's costing you, be very clear about the practice of solving it, and then get help. Get help from someone who doesn't care about you, someone who's able to have clean conversations with you so that you can see exactly what's going on, understand it, deconstruct it, replace it, improve it, and get the life that you want. Hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out theinsecurityproject.com.